Okay. Part two. How did you fare watching part two, Kathy? Was it better? It got, it was better, but also worse at the same time, just because of a few particular scenes. Um. <laughs> yeah, like when you didn't realize the character died because your eyes were closed. <laughs> I like peaked, so I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't see it completely. The fact that you had to tell me when I didn't need to close my eyes anymore really clued us in, but <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It probably, just listening to it and not actually watching probably oh, makes yes. it worse in your head than it actually was. But I didn't feel queasy this time, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. I think it it's a little less gory. Um, yes. The first one was pretty rough. Well, anything before we out of context summarize this? Nope. All right. So in this episode, we are subject to a forced FBM. We lose some fingers, but are conveniently left with the ones necessary to operate a camera. And we continue our game of flashlight tag with Father Martin. Scene one. Miles trudges through the maze of poop tubes, and after some run-ins with various unsavory characters, he manages to escape. But unfortunately, he runs straight into another trap, and we meet Dr. Traeger. General observation is that the water is red in the sewer, and I don't know if it's a mix between more poop, <laughs> or is it just blood? Wait, more poop? Yeah, just like- What's the original poop? Like your normal sewer. But all these people who are chasing Miles in it, who knows if they're going to They're like, just dropping logs while they're chasing him? Is that what you're saying? Considering how we have FBMs here, <laughs> these people are pantsless. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they're like pooping as they're going. And that's why the, the water looks so freshly brownish red. Well, fair enough. I did have a note at about a minute, 50 seconds. Uh, my question is, are those turds? Because we are in a sewer and they look... A little suspicious. Honestly, I think my first reaction was it's blood. But then knowing how gory things were in part one, I think it probably is like fingers or different body parts. I think we can both agree that these poop tubes blow the Yakuza Zero poop tube way out of the water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's disgusting. These are chunky poop oh, tubes. Um, okay, we've spent too long talking about this already. Um, <laughs> but at 52 seconds, did you see that creepy thing, like, fly across the screen? No. I, first of all, I struggled watching this. This so was 52 I, seconds in. Were you already closing your eyes? I, well, <laughs> I don't want to say I was, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if I was. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, after that. Miles finds the first document of this part, and it's a note written by Father Martin saying, What we've mistaken so long for ghosts, spirits, madness, is actually a god, and goes on to mention the Wall Rider. So we've heard the, of the Wall Rider a few times, and now it seems pretty clear that this is what Father Martin is referring to as a god. I was thinking they had to have created some kind of religion but it wasn't formal enough or there wasn't enough structure so after witnessing these things then they're like going backwards to justify their current religion mm -hmm. rather than moving forward in a linear direction they're using what's happening to these people as evidence of whatever they thought was happening yeah so i guess kind of building off of that miles will soon run into another patient who tells him you still know what's real. And so my question is, are patients hallucinating? 
And then the question with that is, Miles isn't a patient, and he saw this thing in the sewers, so it can't be a hallucination, right? Unless there's something in the air. That's exactly what I wrote, was, are these patients hallucinating? But at the same time, I'm thinking, what if it's the people torturing them are purposely trying to make them not know Mm -hmm. what's real, what's not? And to tie it back to the whole dream idea of dreamwalkers, or I can't remember what they called them, but I'm thinking it's someone manipulating the patients Mm -hmm. into confusing reality versus dreams versus hallucinations. Yeah, they mention lucid dreaming quite a bit. But they also mention Wernicke's dreams and Traeger's dreams. So are we, like, sharing dreams? Are we inputting, downloading, uploading dreams? It's weird. And then we have heard that Wernicke's dead, but this patient gives us more insight. He says that he was dead before he even started working here. Well, then he follows it up by saying a quote that we heard earlier in the game. What kind of experiments does a dead doctor perform on the living? It's weird when you have these patients repeating almost word for word the same questions. It makes you wonder what they've been told versus what they've actually experienced. My theory is, this is a new theory that I'm just thinking of, is that with the lucid dreaming and everything, a little bit more inception, like where they're planting in certain things to get the people to do it, whether they're dreaming or if it's reality and then them convincing hey you're dream dreaming right now Mm -hmm. but do this and that i don't know but i feel like they're doing some kind of mind tricks after being manipulated or they that's what they were doing until uh, whatever hell broke loose because now i mean we've seen lots of dead security guards and doctors Mm -hmm. so it seems like they've lost control what if someone i don't know who maybe it would be the doc martin (laughs) Don't know exactly Doc who Martin. yet. Doc. Who's Doc Martin? <laughs> isn't his doctor? Isn't his doctor Martin? That's the Father doctor. Martin is the priest guy. Father, I don't know why I wrote <laughs> doctor here, but let me. I was probably thinking of the shoes. We are not sponsored by Doc Martins. I thought of, I forgot my theory. Oh no. Oh no! What if Father Martin was the one who told all the people to kill the security guards that they're the ones harming them? That's just my theory, random theory of why the security guards are all dead is that it could be because obviously because all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. But what if all hell broke loose because Father Martin told these people to kill the security guard? I mean, yeah, why not? We heard uh, scary dudes say, I mean, they want to kill Miles, but that Father Martin told them not to. So if he has enough power to convince people to not kill someone, you'd think it'd be, you know... Similar amount of power to get them to kill someone, especially because a lot of these people seem kind of bloodthirsty. So, I mean, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it's plausible. Okay, we get some more insight into the situation. With document number two, Miles finds a journal of some sort next to a dead patient. And written in this journal is, I can't hear the wall rider anymore. Maybe the therapy is wearing off. I can't remember the dreams. Said I could earn my release by submitting to therapy. It was not therapy. We were sacrificed to conjure a demon. Still mentioning dreams. And this is maybe the second or third time we've heard about conjuring a demon. I can't tell if these people are writing it while they're lucid or while they're still hallucinating. I think that's my my biggest issue when reading this was I'm confused. Mm -hmm. 
exactly what's happening if he or she is what mental state were they in when they were writing this yeah and sorry you when you said he or she that just made me realize we've not seen a woman in this game at all oh oh yeah you're right maybe they're all locked in a single room that miles just hasn't come across yet. yeah because we were in the female ward in this part of the game so we know that there were females here so that's kind of weird and i'm sorry what was your question <laughs> oh at what state like mental state was the person who wrote this in when they're writing it that's interesting because he says maybe the therapy is wearing off we know he was therapized at some point and we don't really know if that like is a permanent thing or temporary but it seems like he's he's changing and he feels that shift I mean, I think your guess is as good as mine, but it seems hinted at he's a little more in the real world than a lot of the other patients were saying, maybe. At the end of scene one, Miles enters a hospital-type area and finds a third document, which is titled Project Wallrider Cost Report. It includes the patient status written by Dr. Rick Traeger for someone. We don't know who, I don't think. It sounds like he's lost a lot of patients. It sounds like he has no business being a doctor. But then he says that he's trying to help cut costs and mentions someone named Billy, who we did see a patient status report for in the first part of the game. And basically it sounds like this Billy person is causing issues and the profitability of Project Wallrider has plummeted. How is he allowed to do what he's doing? Like, I get that's the overall theme throughout part one and part two. But again, this is just a reminder of how is he allowed to do what he does? And doesn't he feel bad that he's failing all the time? To your point, some of the other documents, they seem a bit more professional. Like we have that Helen Granat or whoever on the legal team. Like she sounds more professional. This is kind of the first document where someone titled doctor clearly should not be a doctor. I mean, to answer my own question. Yeah. The fact that he can do what he does and not feel bad is probably the reason why he began doing what he does is because he doesn't feel bad. So it's just like a going in a circle. And then having just like being so flippant to write anywho, who writes anywho? anywho. That's, that's something you say out loud. So he, yeah, he definitely seems very disconnected from what he's doing to people. And that's pretty scary. And we'll see that. <laughs> Miles will see that in person very soon. Also in this hospital area, we hear a patient say, can't sleep. Wernicke is waiting for me there. So is Wernicke, like, controlling these people's dreams? Is he talking to them in their dreams? Invading their dreams? Implanting them with dreams? I think a general observation is all the people that we've seen alive or close to dying are usually people who are nearly drained of their blood. They're usually either sitting in a pool of blood or they look pretty pale. And so I'm wondering why drain them of blood I think the security guards are usually the ones who are sitting in a pile of their blood, which makes sense because they're dying. <laughs> but what kind of killing tactic are they doing that usually drains the people of their blood? Or are they trying to like get it and then having some kind of experiment with whatever pool of blood they collect? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was just pictured they were getting stabbed. <laughs> Okay. multiple times and then just a lot of blood came out but you know i don't know i wouldn't be surprised there's a lot of weird stuff going on here mm -hmm. um but also speaking of the patients a lot of them are like 
deformed. It looks like their skin has been sliced off and like healed over. I don't know if you've noticed that. They look kind of Frankensteined. Well, I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't give a second thought. But now that I'm thinking of it, is it all part of the experiment? It's weird. None of them have normal skin. They all look like they've been butchered and sewn back together. Scene 2 summary. Miles is captured by Traeger and loses a few fingers to him. And a game of cat and mouse begins when Miles is able to finally free himself. Then, Father Martin tells Miles to meet him outside. So creepy. Which part? Well, I mean, the first time we meet Father Martin, he's just kind of like breathing in your ear. Kind of creepy. Here, he's like... I'm your best friend. Let's meet outside. But you don't trust him. So it's that kind of creepy. Like, what is he up to? Yeah, but then who else can you trust? This is pretty much the only person who hasn't tried to kill him and is offering any sort of a plan. So I understand. Yeah, I understand why Miles is going along with it. But he is really, he raises some red flags. A lot of red flags. Uh, Speaking of creepy... Traeger is insane. He's not taking anything Mm -hmm. seriously. He's joking around. That attitude mixed with what he's doing to people is just really scary. Um, And then, yeah, we get another FBM moment, and we have no choice. We have to look. It it puts it just front and center. And it's an excellent example of this weird skin anomaly that I was talking about. Can we just say, Outlast is blowing other games out of the water when it comes to F- FBM count. This is... <laughs> well, the the nice thing is that these are all males, but it is a nice turn. Even though these people look a bit distorted <laughs> and a bit Frankenstein-y, at least we're getting male nudity over the overly, always sexualized female body nudity moment. It's true. This might be the only game to have the uh, the ratio is so far the other way compared to what we normally mm-hmm. see but i mean the fact that it's in a horror game <laughs> like, it's like usually when it's when it's women it's like a romantic moment or just to try to turn you on or something but here it's to scare you <laughs> yeah so what does that say well, I, mean, I don't know so yeah i'm not sure you watched any of this scene or if you just listened to it but it is fantastically disgusting And my main question is just, why the urinal scissors? Why is that the implement he chose to chop off Miles' fingers? Anything but the urinal scissors. I couldn't tell what device he was using. I just knew he used some kind of scissor-like thing. But I think it's to gross us out. They were in the urinal. Although, that might be one of the most sterile spots in that room, if we're being honest. (laughs) Floor was disgusting. I think you're right. I had one note about the guy who uh, was, like, chained to the bed. It's like he has a spotlight on him. So I'm wondering what made that guy so special. And he's not dead yet. That's the other thing. So I'm curious what makes him so special and if he's going to have some bigger impact. Yeah, I wonder if this was Trigger's current project. And then he he Um. heard all the commotion with the chase. And that's when he caught Miles. So maybe it's just his, his current project, his current experiment. Miles loses some fingers, and you just, I mean, we have to point out the connection to Yakuza, don't we? Mm Mm-hmm. This is the type of games that Leah likes, (laughs) games where people lose their fingers. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of, this is probably what Kuze was hoping Kiryu's hands would look like by the end of Yakuza Zero. yeah. (laughs) But no luck. And then I think this is the patient you were talking about, 
It's, it's the one that talks to Miles. I'm not a patient. Sound executive. Just like him. Like Vader. He got a genius. He's still alive. So, question. If Traeger is an executive, why did he get the treatment? Did he want it? Was it forced on him? If he did want it, could there be some benefit to it? They like getting pain inflicted on themselves. I think at some point all of them had that and maybe once like, oh, I'll do it. I want to try it out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not so cheery like that. Um, but then the patient continues to say it worked too well. They couldn't control it. And so that makes me wonder, and I can't believe we haven't discussed this yet, but what is the objective? What do you think Mount Massive is trying to do with all these experiments? I think it's to create human turned into weapons. And I don't know what they're going to do with these human turned weapons, but I think it's a power thing Mm -hmm. is that they're going to be revolutionizing the new war machines that are literally man-made I, that's a good theory. I don't I don't know if we get an answer, a complete answer to that by the end of the game. So I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that and see if I pick up on it mm-hmm. anymore. When we're being chased, when Miles is being chased by Traeger, another patient yells, I will murder you with my mind. What? Uh, how? I mean, that kind of goes into your theory of human weapons. Well, these people are pretty much being lied to about... Well, that's assuming that it's a lie with their lucid dreams and hallucination and power. With with that kind of theory in mind, I think the patients are thinking they have more capabilities Mm -hmm. with their minds than they actually do. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if they're in these dreams where they're able to lucid dream even, I mean, that's quite a bit of power that you would feel. And who knows how real those dreams feel. They're definitely doing something with their minds. And maybe some of them can murder you with their minds. We don't know. More about Traeger's, uh, I don't know, what he looks like. (laughs) Are those tubes that are his, like, blood supplies on his body? I mean, I didn't get a really good look at it. It looks like it, right? You know how he has, like... Okay. Because right now, I can't tell if those are veins or, like, man-made veins for him that's pumping his blood supply or what the heck are those okay (laughs) it's gonna be really close so don't get scared (laughs) okay it does look like blood way too creepy and see they they do have like stitches why does his skin look like muscle that's what i'm saying their skin skin looks weird so maybe it's not so much like cut up and sewn it's just like it looks like raw meat, like or like dried. Looks like beef jerky. Right. I think it's blood supply, the tube things. Yeah, I think it is too. We don't know why or whose blood. You know, going back, I had a like a previous note I forgot. Is that there's like people yelling, We want meat. <laughs> Do you oh, yeah. think the reason why they look kind of weird is because they're eating each other on their like either eating people's skin or people have been gnawing on either themselves or other people? I don't think so. I feel like they would all be dead if that was happening. I don't think anyone would leave them okay. alive. Uh, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. What was the purpose of cutting Miles' fingers? I don't know. 
Excellent question. <laughs> you know, I think he just wanted to do it. But, you know, he also mentions cutting out someone's tongue so that he could not have to lick his own stamps. So maybe he just needs those fingers for something that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I agree. This guy is a bit too bat crazy. <laughs> the fourth document that Miles finds is a request for reassignment from an orderly who says that he's going to consider going to the press. And I have a feeling either this guy is now a patient or we've seen his dead body already. I don't think you can say you're going to the press and not be killed in this building. My first thought was, he's dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Okay, well, we just met him and he's already dead. I don't think anyone's crying about it, but let's do a so long for Dr. Traeger. I don't know about you, but I don't think there's any debate here. Definitely a mother Yeah. Probably the, the easiest decision. Mm -hmm. This guy has no redeeming mm -hmm. qualities. I don't... I was just about to see that. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> First of all, this guy cuts off people's fingers without having any reason or logic behind that. So that itself is strike one. Mm -hmm. Strike two is unnecessary creepiness why is he so creepy and everything it's so unnecessary where are his pants right it's just so so disgusting strike number three why does he even want to do that like who wants to be cutting off people goes back to my first point of there is no logic behind him but the fact that he's so jolly about chasing someone and trying to cut their fingers off and urinal scissors i think it's definitely a mother I mean, when he is wheeling Miles up there, he's saying things like, oh, we'll begin your consultation shortly. He's talking like he's an actual doctor, but he's acting more like a seven-year-old cutting up his teddy bears. But these are real people, and you can't, you, there's no way to make that okay. There is no way to redeem yourself from that. We also can't, I mean, he also implied that Miles is fat. He kind of insulted him. When he huh. lifted him out of the dumbwaiter. So that was a little uncalled for. Like he, he was a pretty good character, though. I, I enjoy him as a character. He's freaky. I would like to know more about his backstory, especially when we know that he got the treatment. And as disgusting and horrible as this character is, I do enjoy him. I don't know how long you even saw him. Or how often your eyes were covered <laughs> while he was on screen. Pretty often. But yeah, so long, mother... No contest. He's probably by far the biggest mother we've seen so far out of the two games. Uh-huh. I would agree. Or out of the three games, including this. I think um, chapter lookbacks. We're halfway through the game, but Miles doesn't seem any closer to finding the exit. So I don't even know how this is going to end or even what part three is going to look like. Yeah, he saw that open door by the elevator. And then Father Martin tells him to meet him outside, so I guess there is a way to get outside. This guy just keeps showing up at the right times. I mean, it does seem like he's trying to keep him alive. He doesn't want him to die. You know what? You just gave me an idea. When we first meet Father Martin, we kind of had that little blackout little moment, right? Yeah. Do you think that Father Martin implanted some kind of GPS tracker device and that's how he's always finding him so easily? I mean, I, I don't know where he'd get one. I don't know if they have him there. That's a question that I don't have an answer to. <laughs> when he blacked out, like, did he wake up the same person? Is he even alive? Is he dead? 
Anything could have happened in that blackout. Has Miles even looked at a mirror? No. So he doesn't even know if he looks deformed right now. It's true. Maybe someone gave him the treatment while he was passed out. Like, there, that gap in time. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you can just assume it's just he passed out and then Father Martin woke him up. But you never mm-hmm. know. We don't know how much time yeah. went by. Are you going to be ready, Kathy? You got two more parts to go. Are you going to be able to handle it? If this is the worst it gets in terms of goriness, probably. But if it's going to go downhill from here, um, more Icarina. <laughs> I'm trying to think. The DLC is by far the worst. Um, so, okay. But it's the shortest. We'll upload part three of the gameplay on YouTube. And we'll talk about it next week. Take us out, Kathy. Be grateful that you don't have anyone chasing after you to cut off your fingers with urinal scissors. Stay away from urinal scissors, okay? Far away. Don't let anyone cut out your tongue and use it for stamps. Research your doctors, maybe, beforehand. Mm-hmm. And don't see any doctor that has an external blood supply. Yes, and uh, probably it'd be a good idea to go to one that wears pants. On one for voice recorder. <laughs> Three, two, one.